You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. The Master Apprentice Indigenous Language Revival Conference is currently underway in early springs, bringing together Australian Indigenous languages and Native American language revival experts. The conference is set to play a key role in the revival and survival of endangered Australian Indigenous languages. To discuss the origin and impact of this conference, I'm joined by uh, Leon Nietman, uh, Bachelor Institute uh, CEO. Welcome to NITV Radio, Leon. Thank you, Bernard. It's a pleasure to be uh, here uh, speaking on behalf of Bachelor Institute for Indigenous Tertiary Education. Now, the key focus of the conference is the Master Apprentice Program, is uh, to provide practical training on how to implement a language learning model designed specifically for communities with small numbers or speakers and uh, limited resources. Can you tell us about um, this approach? Well, it, it actually requires just some reference to the history. So uh, in 2019, um, Bachelor Institute, in partnership with Pradam Language School here in, in uh, around the country in Alice Springs, um, I think visited the uh, UNESCO conference in, in the US to um, give due consideration to uh, the upcoming decisions that the UN were considering about the uh, Declaration for International uh, Indigenous Languages. And at that point, the view was language is centrepiece to uh, Indigenous identity and the status in Australia was one where the prevailing views was the languages themselves, you know, proceeding along a path of natural extinction and there was an opportunity to engage with advocates for uh, indigenous language survival especially the group out of California uh, about methodologies being applied through their cohorts and the 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 Uchi language projects um, to then uh, I suppose spell out um, uh, a plan for uh, you know, consideration back home and through a further dialogue with the Global Indigenous Languages Caucus there uh, came an opportunity or, or visioning around you know how, how this activity could happen now you know positively around the COVID situation that, that stalled everything um, that, that actually caused us all to focus around the, the pandemic response and everything else so fast forward to 2022 we have the UNESCO Declaration uh, for the International Decade of Indigenous Language. In, the, in its first year, which is this year, uh, we have the opportunity through the partnership with Bachelor Institute for Indigenous Tertiary Education and the Pradam Language School to host our esteemed guests to you know, facilitate this um, uh, master's apprentice program. Yeah, you said it's a Padami language, but uh, it's not just a Padami language, the Uchi language project. Uh, there are all the indigenous languages uh, from across Australia. That's correct. So we've, we've got the, we've got elders and uh, some of their apprenticeships, uh, apprentices, sorry, from the, the various communities uh, across, across Australia joining with us over these next two days to, uh, hear presentations about the, 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 the Master and Apprentice 
program. Um, really um, striking home about you know the, the 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 actual opportunity we still have with the remaining speakers and using the time available to promote the benefits uh, for identity to consider what engagement is required for the next generation of, of speakers, give some serious consideration to the engagement of youth into that space, and really look at how the communities, the families, the, the, the units in which the speakers currently uh, live and, and function, how, how that can be used to help promote the language being spoken to the, the really small and the young people in, in, in communities because it's it's them, it's that cohort who who are presently missing out of the, the ingredients for uh, this, the, the, the plans and, and any, any success. So the key message is we need to plug the young ones uh, into uh, programs like this. Our elders need um, to help or, or to promote the fact that, you know, their languages which are in in a very dire um, state uh, to, to be willing to share and, and to get the young people and community people their ears open to their language because it's their identity. It's their language. And by keeping it alive means that they maintain their own strength and they guarantee the future for uh, that identity of a going concern. Yeah, because it said that uh, the strength of uh, the MAP model, MAP is the Master Apprentice uh, Program, is uh, to use traditional oral intergenerational language transmission and then, uh, very importantly, to actually create new younger speakers in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, look, another key point, too, is the fact that the, these programs um, aren't funded. The, the model on how language preservation um, is undertaken is, is normally a university or a tertiary institution via a linguistics program and there's some really serious questions being raised um, especially at this forum about whether that's the right model to be using and then more importantly h- how do we value firstly the, the, the language secondly the, the process in which that language is transferred and, and moving away from this, let's call it a, uh, an institutionalised model where, you know, it, the view is that it's a dying uh, art and, and, and then worse, you know, the, the, the credits for its retention is, you know, via a, a, a journal or a publication and then, you know, the, the actual owners, the people who, who, who actually speak it with, they don't get no credit, and, and it, it's there's no real preserving features in it at all. It's just a, a reference. When, when in actual fact, this master's apprentice program, which requires probably the same amount of money or, or, or less, you know, could, could actually does produce a better result. And you know, we, we've got some questions raised about then how can we do this better? Because the harsh reality of it is that you know we're we're, we're actually playing with time and the less time we have doing the engagement our elders talking to the next generation talking to the next generation talking to the kids if that succession and that cycle uh, if that's broken then you know we're, we're, we're more or less 
condemning that, that the languages themselves to you know a ling- linguistics course or, or some journal that that's going to be read about rather than it being spoken and it, it, it being maintained. Yeah, time is an issue, but usually in uh, projects like this, uh, funding is also an issue. How did uh, the organisers, uh, did you manage to pull together such a big project with uh, no money or with uh, limited resources? Just, uh, just clarity around that, we, we did receive some funding prior to COVID that um, we were able to repurpose for, for for this particular event. So, it, look, it is, it is funded... Um, via um, project means that the reality of it is you know w- without the the that form of revenue then you know th- these opportunities don't don't really happen um, we, we are hopeful that through the UNESCO uh, decade of, of indigenous language that you know other uh, communities other countries will also see the benefit in this and, and help to you know promote this now Australia being the inaugural program, um, yeah. we, we were able to, as I said, fit it in with uh, through the Bachelor Institute and the Pradam Language Program to to promote uh, the, the program. We, we weren't sure what level of interest we, we would get and we were very happy um, at, at the conclusion of the the advertising. We, we were targeting, I think, about uh, 40 people. Um, we ended up registering 120 um, and it, it exceeded demand, and you know it, it was a, a, a privilege to be able to then, you know, make that work with with the the staffing we have and the resources that that, that are available. So we're here at the Desert Knowledge Precinct in Alice Springs, and we are working with our partners here at the at the precinct to to you know fit all of the programming in and, and to work together to celebrate. You know the indigenous space and the, and the knowledge space that is here, and, and to promote the, the 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 collaboration, the true collaboration that we we are trying to achieve here in, um, in this beautiful location. Yeah, and uh, this event you mentioned uh, the um, International Decade of Indigenous Languages. Well, today we are the 9th of August, which is also the International Day of the World's Indigenous Peoples. Uh, it's a great coincidence. Well, I, I think it was more design than coincidence, and it was one of the statements that we we mentioned yesterday. And I apologise for not uh, stating that up front. And you know, as, as Indigenous peoples of, of Australia, and, and I'm I'm Indigenous from uh, the Yarrabah area, which is the far north tropics. I'm, I'm totally out of my my country, but you know, I'm working in, in true partnership with my staff and and with the the elders here who have attended to really. You know, promote the seriousness of, of the situation, and one of the the key activities that we will be doing as part of this project is, you know, it's a, it's a symbolic gesture. We've, we've actually dedicated a, a, a local um, sapling, a, a bloodwood species of that we, we are actually going to plant um, at the uh, at the end of the conference um, to help symbolise you know, the potential. Uh, for growth of languages, um, and we'd like to see, you know, hopefully these gatherings over the next ten years, where you know some some new some trees can be planted, and you know they they have an enduring factor, um, representing then you know the, the seeds of hope, and, and promoting the the, the the true life cycle that you know is uh, symbolised in in the actual tree. You know, 
it'll grow old and the, the new seeds will fall and and hopefully we can we can see more languages um, more dialects spoken um, in on country reflecting country and promoting the identity of of our peoples yeah Leon Yetman well before I let you go anything you'd like to add to the conversation we have missed or we haven't covered that I would like to bring to the attention of our listeners look I, I think one, one thing is is yesterday we, we made a call for as many community participants as, as 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 we're interested we had a really good show at the opening it was about 200 people we had a really good show again today for day one of of the conference um i, I just want to you know acknowledge all of the the speakers in in the various parts of australia who who have um you know who do carry that responsibility uh to actively share um reach out to bachelor institute or if if they want to see how how it's being applied the pradam language school here in in Alice Springs they they're doing a fantastic job um and I also want to just make sure or acknowledge the the team who who have pulled this fantastic event together that it doesn't happen with with without the um the the energy and and the the hard work of of the team um to make you know pull it together and and make the event go as smoothly as it, as it, as it has so I want to I want to thank the team here at at um the Desert um Knowledge Precinct the Bachelor Institute of Indigenous Tertiary Education uh the Pradam School of Languages and our our esteemed guests from the uh Advanced Advocates for Ind- Indigenous California Language Survival the Global Indigenous Language Caucus and the Yuji Uh, language project. Yeah, Leon Yitman, CEO of Bachelor Institute. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today about the Master Apprentice Indigenous Language Revival Conference. Uh, thank you. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 